They're fun, they're quirky, and they love to laugh. They're Chicks at the Roundtable, bringing you your weekly dose of caffeine-induced laughter and life-changing discussion. Now get ready for your hosts, Trish and Patricia. Welcome back. This is Patricia. And I'm Trish. And we are excited to be talking about relationships and setting boundaries. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> do, 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 do. So get your cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us at the round table. Welcome back, everybody. We are, as Patricia said, talking about relationships and setting boundaries, which I think is something that everyone really um, could get a better grasp on and just really maybe change some thinking. And I think that hopefully we're going to be able to help them do that this episode. Okay. I would like to start off with an area that I feel so many people sometimes can struggle with in setting boundaries because of people in authority. It's like right. a boss, a pastor, you know, etc. a mom, a dad. Sometimes as adults, we still need to set boundaries right. with our parents. You know, we need to learn that in setting a boundary, it's okay to just say no. Right. You know, and a lot of times the people that we may need to set boundaries with don't even realize how they're making us feel. Mm-hmm. And so if we continue to just say yes all the time, then they're more likely not going to realize that they're giving us too much to take on, like right. a boss or like a parent, you know. But then sometimes we don't set the boundaries because we don't want to hurt people's feelings. We just continue to be the doormat. And then when we are a doormat in a relationship, how does it normally make the relationship go? Not very good. Right. And it's so funny you would bring up parents, I hadn't even thought about this, but it's so true, you know, um, because for me, I love my mom. She's fantastic. Um, but she just has some wrong thinking about some things. And in her mind, if she were to, you know, give me some advice or tell me what to do, even as an adult Mm -hmm. and I didn't do it, she would think that I was disrespecting her Mm, or that I was, Mm -hmm. you know, being rebellious or whatever. And so for her, for some, for one of her children to tell her no, that's disrespect. She doesn't understand that that a boundary needs to be set, and you know, really, what it is, is she's crossing a boundary. Right. Very good. Very good. You know, so it's not a place that she should really even be going, because I'm an adult. You know, and so it just it can be really tricky with parents because, like you said, you don't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, you could make your mom cry. You know, I mean, there could be right. all those kind of things right, going on. Right. And so it makes it very intimidating to go, hey, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do that. Right. You know, um, with the right spirit. I mean, you don't want to be mean-spirited or, or nasty or anything. But even then, when that's not something that your mom or your dad or anyone else, really, that you're setting a boundary with, when that's not something they're used to, it can be a real struggle to get that boundary in place. Yes. And make sure that they don't continuously cross it. Yes, very good. And, you know, and so many times we can, like I go back again, we can be intimidated by people in authority because we feel if we don't do it, we're going to lose our job, or if we don't, oh, yeah. or, or if we don't do it, you know, the past is going to be upset, or if we don't do it, our best friend is not going to be our best friend anymore, you know, and Trisha and I are spiritual daughters. We're spiritual daughters. <laughs> We are. We are. But you're my spiritual mom. Yeah, she's my spiritual daughter. And we and then we she has a ministry where I'm a follower and she's a leader. I have another ministry, I'm the leader, she's a follower. We go to church together. Her and I are very, very intricately 
entwined. Nice Big word for me. <laughs> but we're intricately entwined, so we do a lot together. So it's we had to find boundaries and what ones work for our relationship. Right. Because we do so much together. When you spend that much time together, you have a strong relationship, but you have to have a boundaries so that way you know um, what roles you play in each other's lives. Right. So it's like when um, Trish comes into, because she's the leader and sometimes I'm the follower and vice versa. So when she comes into the ministry that I have and she's a follower, she knows there's a boundary there. She That's knows right. her place as a follower and not a leader leader mm-hmm. and the same thing and vice versa with king's daughters with trisha's ministry when i go in as a, a follower she's the leader so i put a boundary up there that i'm not going to cross a boundary of respect right. a boundary of honor a boundary of knowing of her authority right. so those can be very very good boundaries that you set so you know your place in somebody's life you know a role in the situation that you're in right and I mean, if people think, you know, for some of our listeners might think that boundary is a very harsh word, mm-hmm. that that's, it's too closed off, it's, it, you know, too cut off or whatever, you can just think of it as balance. Yes. You know, yes. we are called to have balance in our lives. You know, that's a biblical principle, but it just applies in everyday life. Yes. It really does. I mean, yes. you don't have to think of it spiritually, um, but it definitely has spiritual applications. So when you're looking for that balance in your life, you can think of, you know, you've got Lady Justice who's holding the scales, you know. Very good. Um, but even just looking at a scale, if things are off balance, one side is going to be way heavier and the other side not. That's what makes it off balance. So in, my, in the case with my mom, our relationship was very off balance for many, many years because I was, you know, believing it under the impression that I had to do everything she said. Mm-hmm. I had to always take her advice. Um, you know, I couldn't do this or that or, or whatever it was um, in order to respect her, you know, and right. not that I was right. looking to disrespect my mom or anything like that. But when you have some skewed views and you're superimposing, um, you know, a definition on something that it, it doesn't have, you know, like a boundary is not disrespect. Right. But there right. are people Very who good. think a boundary or balance mm-hmm. can border disrespect. Yeah. Yeah. But you're assigning characteristics to something that it doesn't have. Yeah. Very right. Good. You're mm-hmm. mislabeling it, mm-hmm. so to speak. So you have to find that balance in relationship because you're going to have peace in your own life. You're not going to um, have resentment. I resented my mom for a long time, Mm -hmm. you know, because I felt forced. Like my arm was twisted. I had to do these things. Otherwise, oh, I'm being rebellious and disrespectful. Um, So there was a lot of resentment. Um, And two, you don't feel guilty later if you say no. Right? Because you understand that this is just healthy balance. Right. It's not disrespectful. It's not rebellious. It's not... You know, whatever other word somebody might assign to it, it's not any of those things. Right. You know, so then you don't feel that guilt and that condemnation because you've said no. And now, you you know, you have the, the warring angels, right? Mm-hmm. The good side and the bad side. And, and the bad side's telling you, oh, you're just a terrible daughter. You know, you were disrespectful. You this, you that, you know. So you're not dealing with those things when you have balance. Mm-hmm. You know, Trish, I know that you have, um, without mentioning names, probably would be a good idea, but 
when you shared the story with me about this individual, I thought it was just a wonderful um, story of where you were in a, in bondage right. into the relationship and how with the revelation and wisdom you got out of that bondage because you were able to realize, oh, this is bondage and I need to set boundaries. Right. Would you mind sharing some to our listeners about that relationship? It was a very unhealthy relationship. Um, this particular individual was kind of inserting themselves in my life and it was almost like something that was just kind of stepped into and you know it's one of those things where you know it just was such a gradual thing Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden it's this um controlling and uh like you said bondage you know such an imbalanced relationship yeah and i felt trapped Mm -hmm. i really did i felt trapped i was miserable um you know i was being dictated to by this individual all the time, mm-hmm. every day. I mean, there were days where I would try to break free. And I remember one day this individual called me 26 or 27 times. Mm-hmm. And I just, I wouldn't answer the phone. But they just kept calling and kept calling and kept calling. Let me tell you folks, this is an unhealthy relationship. Yeah. When yeah. somebody won't stop calling you, mm-hmm. that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, when they're not taking the hint, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. But I did, I felt very trapped. Um, this individual really treated me like I was their subordinate, like I was their, um, child and just wanted, if I didn't do what they wanted, they were very angry and then very displeased with me. And then I would suffer the wrath, Mm -hmm. um, the yelling, the screaming, um, you know, just the guilt the beat down. I can't believe you're doing this to me. How could you blah, 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 blah. And unrealistic expectations were crazy. I mean, just asking things that were so outside of a healthy relationship, it it wasn't even funny. You know, when you ask someone to do something that is going to stretch them financially, that's going to um, take them completely away from their family, that's going to create strife between them and their spouse or them and their kids, um, and and all these things. And this person did this on a regular basis. That's not right. It's not a healthy relationship. And I was miserable being, you know, in a relationship with this person I was just so utterly miserable and I would dread when this individual said they were going to come visit. Um, if I saw their name on the caller ID, I, there were days I just wouldn't answer, you know, or I would just absolutely dread it and answer anyway, because they're going to call me 27 times, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yep. and you, you get to a point where you're either, so afraid and so filled with fear that you're just walking around on eggshells all the time. You know, never saying the wrong thing, never doing the wrong thing, letting them dictate to you, letting them uh, push you and pull you in whatever direction they want. Yep. And now mm-hmm. you really, you're just a puppet. Yeah, good, good analogy. So, um, or you try to break free from it and they're going to fight with everything in them to try mm-hmm. and keep you in their control. Because that's what it boils down to, is they want control of your life. And that's the way it was with this individual. Um, 
And like I said, I was just so utterly miserable. I just couldn't take it anymore. And finally, I just said enough is enough. It really could be likened to also a woman who is trapped in a cycle of violence, domestic violence. Very good. You know, you're going to be to one extreme where you're walking around on eggshells or you're going to be to the other extreme where you're almost murderous because you are absolutely so fed up, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, and it was just uh, not good. We know, to touch on that real quick, you know, we see TV shows all the time, and unfortunately, there's actually true stories of things like ha this happening in the news where a person is just stretched mm -hmm. to the limit, and then they retaliate, and they kill somebody, or they hurt yep. somebody. It's because they didn't set those boundaries. You know, I was Or gonna, they hurt themselves. They hurt themselves, yes, mm -hmm. that's right. I was going to touch on this a little bit later, but maybe I'll just bring it in now because of Trisha's story. It's bullying. You know, mm -hmm. there's two yes. sides to a bully. You're either the one being bullied or you're the bully. But the bully is also a victim, not um, justifying poor choices or behavior right. of a bully, but a bully has always been bullied, you know. Right. And so they don't set up, the going back to the bully, they never set up boundaries for the person that was hurting them or treating them wrong. And sometimes it's because it's a small kid, a minor, and they can't set those boundaries up for a parent. So they turn into a bully. And then they go and they shoot schools up. You know, they retaliate because they were never knew how to set those boundaries. They always had toxic relationships. Right. So again, setting up boundaries is so huge because it will help us not to have those toxic relationships. Totally getting off here now, but in parenting. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to parent your children and teach them to set up boundaries, to have good, healthy yes. relationships, and to be a good parent. So you're not raising a bully, not putting guilt and condemnation exactly. on your children, making them feel they're no good, where depression and all those other hosts of emotions come in, and they grow up as an adult with all these issues because they weren't parented right. right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So again, I could get all all off on that but I want to go go ahead at Trish well and jumping in here um, talking about you know parenting and and how when you have a child that isn't you know because I think a lot of our listeners would say well what do you do when you have an abusive parent it's that child is stuck they really that's are right, yep. and I think that's where it's so important um, for community yes, to come very in good. Mm -hmm. if you know of a child that's being um, abused or being bullied somebody needs to step That's in good mm -hmm. somebody has to be the the brave one to stand up and go this isn't right yeah you know and not to go to the extreme of calling you know CPS on every person just because their child is a little bit upset with them mm -hmm. that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about an actual case of abuse or actually where a child is being mercilessly bullied at school yeah, yeah. somebody needs to stand up and that was you know, a big thing with my husband, he was always, um, he was always very popular, you know, so he was never the one who was bullied, but it was just something in him that didn't like the injustice mm -hmm. of a child being bullied. Mm -hmm. So he was friends, even though he was popular, he was friends with a lot of unpopular kids, good, good. you know, and he is the one who stood up for kids who were being bullied. Good for him. And so it was he was very passionate about us teaching our kids mm -hmm. you know you don't pick on the underdog just right. because everyone else is picking right. on them. right you be the one to stand up for mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. you know be a voice for them because they're too afraid or they can't or whatever mm -hmm. you know um so as community we need to pull together just you know for 
uh, human sake, you know, um, to stand up and say this isn't right, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes that means making the hard call. That's right. That's you right. know, there are situations in my life where I look at, at some people who I know that have kids or, you know, whatever, and I'm like, what do I do? Mm -hmm. You know, you ha we have to make that decision. Do we need to call CPS? Um, sometimes when it looks like we're just not really sure or if we don't really know how to proceed, sometimes just getting on our knees in prayer that's right. can solve so many things. That's right. It really can. And yeah. I think that we should all start there. You know, if we are starting to see a situation, maybe we're not really sure, 100% sure if it's bullying or if it's abuse, um, but start by praying, yeah. you know, yeah. and asking God to reveal truth, you know, mm -hmm. asking him to intervene in that situation. I'd much rather have God intervene and handle it than have CPS come in yeah. and remove the child. Yeah. You know, yeah. if God can get it taken care of, then let's do that. Yeah. But either way, it requires action on our part. That's right. That's right. And, you know, that was that was just excellent. Very well put. You know, and it's just like, I just want to encourage all of our listeners, um, especially like, I don't know how many small children we have listening. Probably not. So, like, to our listeners, I want to encourage you that it's okay if you're in a situation where you're feeling intimidated, mm -hmm. a little fearful, like what if I set this boundary? What is the cost of me setting this boundary? Am I going to lose this job, lose this position, lose this family member? I would ask you to stop and think what it would be the greater loss. Your happiness, your peace, your joy, your, your um, worth while for living or that family member that position or that relationship it's like stop and think you know which is the greater loss and i think when it um comes down to it you know your sanity your well-being your right. um happiness your joy is definitely the greater loss because it's much easier to mend a relationship or get a better position than it is sometimes to get the, all those wonderful emotions back once you've lost them so I want to encourage you right. that it's okay. There's nothing wrong with you. But I would ask you or I would challenge you today to our listeners, get up, set some boundaries. And you know, you don't have to set your first boundary of a mountain because you're like, right. oh, Patricia, that's just too big. I can't set that boundary. But you know what? You could set the boundary of like um, a little hedge. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be a real big um, fence, but like a small hedge, you know, a small post, however you want to visualize that. But set that up as your very first boundary. And as you begin to set that first boundary, you're like, you take an inch, you're going to get to a mile. But start on setting up those boundaries because you deserve to have a good life. That's you right. deserve to have happiness. You deserve to not have to be in situations, employments, positions, whatever it is, to feel like you're less than or like what Trish talked about how you have to walk on eggshells so again right. I challenge you to begin to set up some small boundaries and I think a good example of that is you know um, just the phone start with mm. the phone good you know That's if good. you have an individual in your life that maybe maybe they call you at all hours you know or maybe they're texting you or things like that you know so a good boundary can be um, you know what I'm not available from this time to this mm -hmm, time mm -hmm. most people know most of the people in my circle anyway know that my evenings are mine and my husband's mm -hmm. you know that's time that's reserved for him mm -hmm. so I don't get very many phone calls I don't get you know text messages I can always get back to those later but um, people don't generally call me during that time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if they do they know it's gonna be a short 
conversation, mm -hmm. you know, because I'm, I've made my husband my priority in the evenings because that's our time together. Mm -hmm. So you can start with something that simple. It doesn't have to be, you know, um, don't talk to me this way. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, it doesn't have to be this huge list of do's and don'ts. Very good. Right. Very it can good. be something just that simple. Very good. Um, you know, but I think the, the main thing is start somewhere, mm -hmm. you know, start with something. And like Patricia said, um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you're going to get, the more you're going to see the value in it, mm -hmm. you know, because like I said, you're going to have more peace in your life. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad that Trisha gave me this opportunity to kind of <laughs> jump in because I did want to say something about that. It's like, you know, taking back your own life. When you set boundaries, yes. you take back your own life. You know, you are in charge how she talked about. She is a woman and I spent a lot of time with her. So I know this. She's in charge of her own schedule. Like she said, she monitors phone calls at night. She, her schedule is with her husband in the evening. So I encourage you, one of the ways you can begin to take back your own life is to take back your schedule. That's you right. be in charge of your schedule. With me, I years ago, I really thought I was losing my mind because of my schedule was so busy because I love people. I have such a pastor's heart, always wanting to help people, especially those that are hurting. So my schedule was so full of people that I never had time to hardly breathe. And it's like, God, I'm just losing it. So that's when God really began to talk to me about how, you know, I was adding things to my plate, adding people mm -hmm. to my plate that he really wasn't putting on there. It was like, well, Patricia, if you want to do it, okay, but this is not really what God was telling me to do. So I got overwhelmed with my schedule so God has really taught me to make sure that I go to him when I and I'm not talking about going out for dinner or a social but I'm talking about when you really fill your schedule with people because and that are hurting in different areas of their lives but it's like God says Patricia when he adds something to my plate he'll always take something off so always right. remember that if you are adding things to your schedule you know, we talked about taking your schedule back. If you're adding things to your schedule, you may need to take things off of your schedule. And another thing about schedules is I let God, to the best of my ability, be in control of my schedule. Because when you let other people be in control of your schedule, you are always busy doing the things that they want you to do. So you need to, I would encourage you to always make sure that God is in charge of your date book or however, or on your phone, your calendar, let him be in charge. And then you're not going to get overwhelmed because what does that mean by letting God be in charge of your schedule, your calendar is because you put up that boundary that says, I myself am not going to cross that boundary because I'm going to let God be in charge of my schedule. Right. And, you know, I just call that reprioritizing. Yes. Very good. You know, very and good. God has definitely done that with me this year, um, taking things off of my plate, so to speak. And, you know, which has opened the way and the door for other things. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. And it's it's crucial. Really, it is to um, be willing to let God move you in that direction and be willing to reprioritize. Mm -hmm. Um, which actually is so funny that you talked about a plate because that leads me right into um, a point that I wanted to touch on. I was uh, reading um, in my devotional yesterday, actually, and she was talking about um, spiritual food. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to eat to maintain our physical bodies, right? Mm -hmm. If we don't eat, we're eventually going to waste away. And I know some people might think that's okay, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, 
but you have to eat yeah. to survive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you stop eating, eventually you're just going to die. Well, it's the same thing spiritually. You know, we need to be nourished spiritually. Mm-hmm. And so she was talking about how are we nourished spiritually? We're nourished with words. Mm-hmm. And she um, equated that to back when the Israelites were wandering in the desert. You know, God gave them manna from heaven. Mm-hmm. And for us today, because we don't go collect food off the ground like they did, you know, because that's just not where we're at, but we still have manna from heaven and it's called the word. Very good. You know, the Bible is our manna from heaven. And so we need to nourish our spirit and our soul with healthy food, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to, um, you know, someone that you have a relationship with, friend, a family member, whatever, and everything that they're telling you is negative, everything they're telling you is about how you're doing things wrong, about how you're not good enough, then you're eating poison. That's right. That's it's right. toxic to your yeah. spirit. It's yeah. toxic to your soul. It's toxic to your identity. You know, and if you go and you're eating off of someone else's table. Mm, that's good. Right? That's good. So, you know, if I have a friend and my friend is upset at somebody and they're hurt or whatever and they share that with me and I'm eating off their table and I become offended for them. That's good. That's good. Now I'm picking up an offense Mm -hmm. that isn't mine. That's right. You know, I'm carrying something, uh, negative emotions, negative thoughts, all that kind of stuff that isn't even mine. Mm -hmm. I'm eating off the wrong table and I'm eating the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it can um, even go so far as to determining and shaping our identity. When we are just eating toxic, poisonous food all the time, our identity isn't going to be who we are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our identity is going to be, well, I'm worthless. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm fat. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, well, I don't know enough about the Bible, so I can't ever be a minister. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know anything about this, so I can't ever do that. Mm -hmm. You know, or I don't keep a clean house, so I'm a terrible mother. Mm -hmm. You know, or I get angry at my kids, so I'm a terrible mom. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. All of those things are toxic food to our spirit, to our soul, to our identity. Mm-hmm. It shapes who we are. So it's so important that we set up boundaries mm-hmm. and that we make sure that when we have a relationship, that it's a healthy relationship. It all plays in and feeds off of each other. You know, if you don't set up healthy boundaries, you're going to end up eating toxic, poisonous food. You are because that person, you're allowing that person to constantly cross a boundary that you're giving them a place in your life that they shouldn't have. The only person who should tell you um, that kind of stuff, who should have that much control in your life is God. That's right. That's because right. the word tells us that he only wants what's good for us. And he can't lie. It specifically says he cannot lie. So he's yeah. trustworthy. We can trust that when he tells us to do something, that it's because it's for our good. It's for only for our benefit. You know, and so really he's the only one that should have that much of a place in our lives to speak that much into our mm-hmm. lives. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Trish talking about eating food, it was like, oh my gosh, years ago when I wasn't living my life right with God. I really wasn't a Christian. Back so in you were five. For a five, yes. That's how <laughs> young I am. Oh, yes. I see, she's, that's why she's my favorite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was like in my early 20s, late 20s. You know, and I was eating from the world's table, eating what the world had to offer, deception, 
manipulation, mm -hmm. you know, sex appeal, um, lies, fear, you know, selfishness, and the list goes on. I was eating off of the world's table. And so because of the food that I was putting in me, in my emotions, um, just the way I like to um, do things, have my own way, you know, I was the person that you had to put your boundary up against. I was the oh, person wow. that wasn't safe. Yeah. I was the person that would step over who I needed to step over to get to what I wanted. The manipulator, the liar, the deceiver, the, everything was all about me. So again, I was the person that you should put your boundary up against because I wasn't safe. I didn't know how to have a good relationship. My relationships, the majority of them were toxic relationships because mm -hmm. I made the relationship all about me. I was the only thing that mattered. Terrible listener. I didn't want to hear what you had to say. It was irrelevant and important to me. I wanted you to hear what I had to say. So again, I was a bully in that type of a way. I bullied by manipulation. Mm -hmm. I bullied by deception. I bullied by whatever way I had to. Condemnation, guilt, oh, woe was me, turn the tears on, or I would cuss like a sailor. You know, again, so I want to encourage you. I'm just trusting that none of our listeners are like that. But, you know, if there be any <laughs> we listener. We all have challenges. Yeah, if there, <laughs> yeah, we all have challenges. If there be any listener out there that says, wow, you know, um, somebody might need to put a boundary up towards me. Again, this is like a, the second time I've said this today to challenge the listeners. I challenge you to let God come in and walk through the corridors of your heart, your personality, your emotions, how you make your decisions, what drives you. Let him walk through that and show you if there's anything inside of you that are causing people to have to put a boundary up. Ask yourself, am I a safe place? Mm-hmm. I hear That's God good. saying, say that again, to ask yourself, am I a safe place? And again, I'm not saying none of our listeners are, but it's just good to throw that out there because I wasn't a safe place for more years than what I would like to admit probably, you know? So we want to get you to be that person that doesn't have to have somebody else setting up boundaries to you. Right. That's, that's a very good point. Um, and that comes to... Uh, another point that I wanted to touch on is to know our weaknesses. Mm, that's good. That's good. You know, um, and that there's two sides to that. That's right. So know that if you're somebody who, you know, has a strong personality, who can, you know, just get all excited and, and, or even just kind of pushy, right? Mm -hmm. Because in our excitement, we can get, tend to get pushy sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yep. just be aware of that. Mm -hmm. Understand that there's nothing wrong with you as a person but that your personality with someone who is maybe not doesn't have as strong of a personality or can be a little bit more of a follower that that could tend to be a challenge for mm -hmm. them mm -hmm. you know they might feel like oh well they're so excited or they're this or they're that so you know now i just have to go with it and that's so not the case mm -hmm. you know it's okay to say no that's right. um you know but just know that just because you're excited just because you know, you're this or you're that doesn't mean that everyone has to follow suit. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that everyone has to go with what it is that you're feeling because you're passionate and you're excited. Right, right, right. You know, and be prepared for that. So understand that about yourself mm -hmm. and be prepared for not everyone to jump in the same boat with you. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. Know that it's okay to be who you are, but it's also okay to be the person who doesn't want to jump in that boat and be all excited um, the way you are. And I'm, you know, I'll just be real. 
I, I'm the person that Trish just described. I get excited, and when I'm excited or passionate about something, the whole world needs to be excited or passionate. Or like this if I'm going true. to a concert, I invite everybody to go. If I'm doing something, it's like the more the merrier. Right. You know, and I really was that person. Keyword was that person that Trish talked about. Am I still challenged with that today? Yes. In my excitement, I have to remind myself not to be overbearing with people because I don't want right. to be the one. In my excitement, even though my motives are pure, that they still have to put a boundary up because in not meaning to, I'm still making them feel like they have to. Right. Because excitement, I've learned over the years, can be a form of control. It's like if you're not excited with somebody, then there must be something wrong with me. Why right. am I not excited? Or, or I need to act excited, otherwise I'm going to be the, the only one in the, the crowd. Odd the odd, yeah. Yes, that's right, the odd man out. So I want to be, for all those personalities that are like mine, excited, passionate, loud, you know, <laughs> the leader. We can be a people magnet, you know what I'm saying? Right. And those can be deception, manipulation, and control. And so you want to be careful with that. So like Trish had said, I have learned over the years that not everybody is going to be as excited as me, and that's okay. I just work extra hard to make them excited, you know what I'm saying? But no, 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 in reality, they're not going to be just as excited, and that's okay. And if they're not as excited, right. then I need to move on because there'll always be somebody out there that's just as excited as me. Maybe right. 10, 20, sometimes it may be just one, but it's okay. And again, I, I need to just say this one more time. It's like always be aware the people with the excitable personalities and people magnets that you don't become overbearing and be a controller. Right. And the other side of that, of knowing your weaknesses, is if you are the follower. Mm -hmm. If you are the one who is easily swayed or, you know, maybe that is a little bit more shy, a little bit more timid, you know, know your weakness. Yeah. That you are, you know, um, easily swayed or that, you know, you tend to go with the flow instead of setting up the boundary, instead of... You know, even though it's something that you don't necessarily really want to do, but you're going to go with it because it's what everybody else wants right, right, or right. it's because it's what your favorite person in the whole world wants. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's still okay to say no. Yeah. It's okay to not do that. And it's important not to do that. It's important to set up that boundary and, um, you know, know that that you can say no. Yeah. And, and that's okay. You don't have to be what someone else is. Yeah. You can be you. Mm -hmm. You know, God didn't create you as a copycat of someone else. He didn't create you, um, you know, just out of a cookie cutter mold. You are unique. You're an individual. You have your own personality. You have your own identity. You have your own gifts and talents and characteristics. And those are all wonderful yes. just in that. Yes. You know, um, Patricia is my best friend. She's, you know, fantastic and charismatic and, and like she said, loud and, and just this huge presence in a room. But for a lot of years, I thought I had to be her, you know. And as much as I love you, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I just want to be me. Good, yes. You know, yeah, yeah. and so I think there was a time in our relationship, at least for me there was, where I really was like finding myself, mm -hmm. you know, and learning that I didn't have to be you. That's to right. be accepted. I didn't That's have right. to be you to be a fun-loving personality mm -hmm. or be a fun-loving person or whatever, um, that I could just be me and that being me was great, you yeah. know. And going on with what Trish said about that, so many times in kind of putting together what she said about thinking that she needed to be like me, you know what I'm saying, it's like we become a chameleon. 
It's yes. like whoever we're with, we think we need to change our spots or our color to be them to That's fit. Good. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because if you're a chameleon, never puts up boundaries. They right. just adapt to the situation. They adapt to their environment. Mm -hmm. So I would encourage you today, don't be a chameleon to the best of your ability. Don't feel like you have to adapt or um, come in second rate or change yourself to fit into the situation or circumstance. Be, like Trish said, be who you are. You're an individual. Don't adapt. You know, I don't know if anybody watched like all the, you know, um, Voyager and Next Generation and all <laughs> them. You know, huge fan of that. All the Voyager, Next Gen people out there. Yay! <laughs> but you're not a Borg. Right. You know, and anybody who knows what I'm talking about, you're not a Borg. You know, we are not one-minded with each other. We are one-minded with Christ. Right. So you're not a Borg. You don't have to adapt or you're going to be assimilated. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, right. so be true to who you are. Yeah, and I think, I mean, sometimes we can be in a situation where we have to adapt, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. As mm -hmm. long as we understand and we know that it's a temporary adaptation. Right, right. It's, it's not changing who you are. It's yeah. not changing your core values, you know, things like that. But I mean, sometimes we do need to adapt a little bit, mm -hmm. but that's not to say that, that we're now trying to change everything about us right, right, or become right. someone completely different. Right. You know, right, so I right. think that's important to know too. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I think, I think we've given our listeners some good advice. Well, yeah, wonderful. A lot to think about. And I just want to make sure that our listeners are aware, one of the greatest books I have ever read about putting up boundaries is actually called Boundaries by Henry Cloud. You can find that on Amazon, and I encourage you, if you haven't got that book, to get that book. It is life-changing. Again, the book is Boundaries by Henry Cloud, and you can find it on Amazon. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Yes. Hoping that you'll come back for next week's episode. And now Trisha's got some relevant information to give you before we head on out. Yes. <laughs> so we have a, a segment that we would like to introduce, and it is called Yoke of the Week. Woo! Woo! Ah, cheers, cheers, cheers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll get some really cool music, mm -hmm. you know, eventually. Um but Yoke of the Week is exactly that, uh, you know, sticking with our theme, chicks, yoke instead of joke. So I feel like I'm way over explaining it, and that's probably not a good thing. But hey, that's okay, because I'm an individual, and that's who I am. That's right. That's right. Good for you. Good so for we you. have a Yoke of the Week for you, and I uh, hope that you really enjoy it. So here goes. You're going to get this from us on occasion. So our Yoke of the Week for you this week is... What do they call a hen that can count her eggs? What do they call a hen that can count her eggs? A mathematician! Cluck, <laughs> 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 cluck! Cheesy joke, but uh, we hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Please like and subscribe if you did. Also, find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, search us by Chicks at the Round Table or Chicks Table. You can email us your questions, your queries, your stories, your testimonies at chickstable at gmail.com. And remember, God wants you to be okay. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yes. I totally forgot. Let's try that again. Take two. <laughs> that's it for us. We're clucking out. And remember... God loves you just the way you are. God loves you apart. Uh, no.